Greetings and welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 153, Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. My name is James Hussain Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and these days cold and windy streets of North Yokohama, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of Eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance broadcaster and music writer, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of great tunes. Well, how you like that one we kicked off with today? Absolute scorcher of a track that I've had on repeat almost all week here at La Casa de Ok Jazz, so often that my kids have told me to turn the volume down a bit. That was guitarist Takeshi Terauchi from right here in Japan, a tune called Danaura, featuring a very Keith Moon-like drumming on steroids there. I don't have the full liner notes yet for this album, so I'm not sure who's playing in the band, sorry about that. This comes from an upcoming compilation release from the 180G label called Elekti Bushi. 1966 to 1974. It's a collection of tracks by Terauchi made at that time. Well, and to understand what he was doing there, we've got to go back a tiny bit. Japan in the 1950s and early 60s saw a huge boom in electric guitar sales as young fans were in love with American rock and roll, rockabilly, and in particular, the group The Ventures. Well, The Ventures were so popular here that for decades after, they would come play to ecstatic audiences at sold-out gigs. I remember even when I first came here in the 1990s and early 2000s, they were still coming to gig. Well, Takeshi Terauchi, born in 1939 and in his early 20s at that time, in the late 50s, he took a lot of inspiration from the ventures and decided to apply what he was hearing and then covering traditional Japanese songs. One result of which we just heard, and man, I have to say, very embarrassingly, I was not really familiar with Takeshi Terauchi before this compilation came to me the other day, and now I am totally in love. Such wild, free, totally badass guitar playing. And the band is so hot as well. You can certainly hear immediately too in the melodies how Japanese that tune sounded. Well, you know, I've said it before, but what an absolute joy it is to know that there's so much great musicians and great music out there that I've yet to explore. This album has had me buzzing all week long. It's Elekti Bushi by Takeshi Terauchi on the 180G label. Well, the full album will be out in March, uh, but you can download a couple of tracks now on the Bandcamp page. And you can also read all about the collection. Well, I'm really happy to introduce this one too to my son, Mr. OK Jazz Jr., because recently he's been getting into classic rock a little bit. Uh, I heard him singing Aerosmith the other day in his room. I'm not sure how he got to Aerosmith. That's not a band that I would ever play, but uh, I've got plenty of other good stuff for him to rock out to. Well, so what's happening out there? The January blues here, I must admit, uh, at least until I heard that great Terauchi compilation, which woke me up a bit this week. Uh, but I've got some good things coming up, including some more domestic travel to scout out uh, more Japanese jazz spots. I'm currently up to 267 jazz joints visited throughout Japan, so I should easily get to 300 by the end of the year. But sometimes I need to stop and think about that for a minute. You know, Japan is the size of California. Um, it's actually even a little bit smaller than California. And there are over 450 jazz spots. That's cafes, bars, and clubs spread all around the country. It's really one of the many reasons I've made my home here is there's nothing I enjoy more than a fine jazz joint. 
All right, enough babbling. Let's get to the good stuff. I've got another pack show today. Uh, we've got some new music from Brazil and France. Um, another one from that wonderful Maya Youssef album I introduced on the 2022 year-end pod last month. A couple more Japanese jazz reissues um, from the BBE label and the We Want Sounds label, and plenty more. But first, I saw this really cool video clip the other day on Twitter, and it was of James Brown talking a little bit about his career. Well, at James's peak in the late 60s and early 70s, not only was he making music that would go on to influence all popular music around the world, he was also a very astute businessman. He owned a radio station, uh, he had a private plane, he had several houses, but most importantly, he had total control of all his music publishing. Now that's an amazing feat for any musician in those days, but for a black American musician in the 1960s, just remarkable. Well, James had his troubles later on, and of course he was a complex person like everybody else, but he was then and forever not only one of the most influential musicians of all time, but always an eternal boss. So, let's kick it off with the Godfather of Soul. Okay, Jazz, episode number 153, Show. One, two, get down! Look at me, you know 
track there called Musica and that comes from Brazil as you could hear of course. It's from a musician named Cessa. His new album is called Estrela Acesa, that means burning star in English, released in June last year. I only just gave it a listen the other day and I was really taken with it. It's a mix of acoustic with some kind of dreamy spaced out backgrounds and Cessa singing over it all with some occasional strings popping up too. Well, I recommend you check this guy out. I'd not really heard this kind of minimal sound much from the current music scene uh, in Brazil. So I'd like to go back and listen to his previous two albums as well when I can. His name, his real name is Sergio Sayeg, but he is known as Sessa, S-E-S-S-A. Next up, from right here in Japan, uh, a saxophonist and composer, Raymond McMorin. He's originally from the U.S., uh, although he's been in Tokyo since 2005 playing with so many musicians in the local scene. Um, used to be a regular at the Great Body and Soul Club here. Well, I've seen Raymond play a couple of times and we've exchanged some mails in the past, but still actually not met in person. Well, I see some gigs listed for him uh, in mid-2022, uh, in mid last year, but his own homepage doesn't seem to have been updated for a while. I do believe he is still here in Tokyo. I'll check around about that. But let's hear a little tune now from uh, his 2016 album called Raymac. And this one featuring an OK Jazz regular, Desron Douglas, on bass. This is Genki's Groove by Raymond McMorton. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
beautiful new music there. It's a very unique version of perhaps the most important or certainly one of the most well-known folk songs in Korean history called Arirang. And that was by pianist Francesca Han and trumpeter Ralph Alessi from their album together called Exude, released late last year. Francesca is originally from Korea. Uh, she has also spent time living in the U.S., here in Japan, and it now is based in France. Uh, Ralph Alessi, of course, veteran trumpeter and composer. He's recorded quite often for the ECM label. Well, this duo recording is absolutely gorgeous. Trumpet and piano, not a pairing that I thought that I would like, to be honest. Um, but as you could hear there, the playing and the symmetry that they have together is just wonderful. Again, that's called Arirang, which is a very famous Korean folk song. Well, most of the rest of the album is original tunes composed by either one of the two. And it ends with a cover of a Thelonious Monk song as well. I'll definitely share another track from this album on an upcoming episode. It's Exude by Francesca Han and Ralph Alessi. Okay, more new music now and another one from one of my favorite albums of last year, 2022. Just an all-around perfect release, musically and conceptually. It's Maya Youssef. Maya is from Syria, and her album Finding Home was definitely one of the best I'd heard in a while. Well, I spoke a bit about this on the year-end pod last month. Uh, Maya is, of course, in exile from her home country of Syria due to the endless destructive war there. And it was reminding me because, you know, I actually used to work with a guy from Syria here in Japan. And I remember one day we were sitting down having a beer and I asked him to, you know, sort of briefly explain what was happening over there, you know, with so many different sides. And he just laughed and said that, listen, it would take six hours even to begin to explain how complicated the situation in Syria was. Well, big shout out to Ali. I've not seen him in quite a few years now. I hope he and his family are doing all right. Uh, I do remember he and both his brother, uh, he and his brother were both here in Japan. They could not return home. And, you know, that did make me think a lot recently about so many years ago, I left my own home country of the United States, um, but I was under no pressure to do that. I left voluntarily and I could easily return now if I wanted to. And I think it's important to remember, you know, how lucky some of us are here in Japan. And, and we need to remember that when thinking about our relationship to this country, you know, many of us are not economic migrants uh, fleeing civil war. And in my own case, perceived as a fully white American male, I'm at the top of the ladder uh, in so many ways here in Japan. It gives me a lot of access and privilege denied to many, many others. You know, I was able to make Japan my home and be very comfortable here in daily life. And that's something that's very, very difficult for people who are black, Asian, or Latin, who many of whom are here just to work to survive, to send money back to their home countries. And uh, I think this is an important thing as well that I should teach my kids because they get a little bit older, so they know how things work in Japan. Anyways, that's enough personal blather. My apologies. Let's get into the great Maya Yusuf here playing the kanun, the string instrument, a tune called Soul Fever from her masterpiece of an album, Finding Home.
fascinating city of Marseille in southern France. The group is called Bien Sur, and their self-titled album release uh, on the We Want Sounds label. And we heard the track called Zerin. Well, Bien Sur has a Turkish spelling in the band name, um, and it's taken, of course, from the French expression Bien Sur, meaning of course. Well, the group's lead singer is Kurdish, and the band's sound combined Kurdish and Turkish grooves with a little bit of electronics and some of the influences of the vibrant mix of sounds heard in that international port city of Marseille. Now, how cool would it be to hear these guys play one day in a club in Marseille? Wow, that would be an absolute dream. So that is bien sûr. Well, speaking of a dream, I was checking the lineup for this year's Jazz Fest in New Orleans in the United States at the end of April. 
so many great musicians on the lineup, uh, including some not so great pop ones, I guess, but they've got to bring in the casual fans. Now, amazingly, I have never been to New Orleans, and it is really just a disgrace. I mean, considering that black American music is by far my favorite of all musical genres, and New Orleans being the birthplace of jazz, I mean, it's really imperative that I visit one day. And we all know that it's one of the great musical and cultural melting pots of the world. Musically speaking, jazz, Cajun, Zydeco, funk, gospel, blues, and more. Well, let's have a tune then that when I first started learning about the city of New Orleans, um, I was told is basically one of the most important musicians of the century. And it's the legend Clifton Chenier playing Zydeco music, which has bits of Cajun, R&B, and blues in it. Now, the first parts of this tune are sung in the Creole French uh, that's used in the region, which is pretty much impossible to understand, except for the title. And then he sings a little bit in English, too. This is Et Petite Ville by Clifton Chenier.
love, love, love that one. Going back to Nigeria there for some spaced out funkiness. That was Gaspar Lawal with a tune called Kita Kita. And I've got that on the really, really great Nigeria 70 CD compilation series. Gaspar is a percussionist and band leader, uh, actually settled in the UK in the 1970s. And as you heard there, he was combining music from his local Nigeria with some very serious dub influences. Well, I saw that his album was actually recorded in 1980. It was called Ajomase, which based on this one track, I think I've got to pick up. I think it's a little bit expensive, hard to find. I've only got this one track on the Nigeria 70 comp so far, but Gaspar Lawal, someone I'd like to explore more from. So, so groovy and wild. Okay, up next, um, yet another top-notch reissue from the BBE label in the UK. Uh, good friends of the program, Tony Higgins and Mike Peden, have been curating the J-Jazz Masterclass series on BBE for years now. Well, Tony and Mike are two of the world's most comprehensive collectors of Japanese jazz records, and they've spent a lot of time on this series working to reissue some lost classics. And their latest one comes from pianist Masaru Imada. His album Planets, originally released in 1977, as the Masaru Imada Trio Plus One. As always with the BBE J-Jazz Masterclass uh, releases, there are very extensive informative liner notes and photos, and even some quotes from an interview with Imada-san, who's now 90 years old. You know, Masaru Imada is a name that I had, of course, heard of, but I was not really familiar with his music. I'm not nearly as immersed into Japanese jazz as those guys, obviously. Uh, so this series of releases has been a real education for me. Well, let's have a listen then to this one called Blue Road by pianist Masaru Imada. And thanks as always to BBE's main man here in Japan, Ken Hidaka, for sending me a copy of this one.
some more classic Japanese jazz reissued there, this time again from the We Want Sounds label. That was Masahiko Togashi, the legendary percussionist. They're playing with Charlie Hayden and Don Sherry. What a lineup. The album is called Sung... The album is called Song of Soil. It comes from 1979, and we heard a beautiful one called Rain. This is another album that I've not heard before, though. Of course, I'm a huge fan of Charlie Hayden and Don Cherry, and I have a couple of other Togashi albums. Well, reading from the PR release, Masahiko Togashi was a sought-after drummer on the Tokyo scene and a key exponent of the Japanese free jazz movement at the turn of the 60s, alongside guitarist Masayuki Takayanagi and pianist Masahiko Sato. Despite an accident that left him paralyzed from the waist down, Togashi became more active than ever thanks to a special drum kit that enabled him to play freely. And he came to Paris to record Song of Soil with the two American musicians who were touring Europe at the time with their Old and New Dreams Quartet. Well, so although Song of Soil was recorded in Paris, you know, it was only released in Japan at the time. So we're really lucky now to have this beautiful reissue, which includes a bunch of color photos taken in Paris at the time of the guys. What a beautiful meeting of three musicians, all of them so open and wide-ranging in their interests and influences. I highly recommend you pick this one up. Song of Soil by Masahiko Togashi, Don Cherry, and Charlie Hayden. Well, you've been listening to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 153. It's time for me to get on out of here for my usual Sunday ritual of house cleaning, dog walking, pasta making, basketball watching, beer drinking, and six hours of great radio shows. It's kind of funny how my favorite radio programs here in Japan are all bunched together on a Sunday, but it does make for a nice routine, though. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram, mainly, at atmarkmrokjazztokyo. You can hear the show via iTunes, SoundCloud, kol-radio.com, or tokyojazzsite.com, and the playlist is visible at all of those locations. And email me directly if you like, mrokjazz at markTokyoJazzSite.com. Let's go out today with one of my eternal Desert Island discs. This is an album that I take out a couple times a year for an in-depth listen on headphones, especially when I'm going for a long walk. It always reveals new things and new moments of just pure transcendence. It's Tumani Giabate and Balake Sisoko from Mali in West Africa. Their album, New Ancient Strings, it's two masters of the kora, one of the world's most beautiful instruments. And this tune is called Korobani. Well, I'll be back soon with an all new episode for you. Until then, Minasama, Okiki Dadaite, Arigatou Zaimas, Oaitewa, James Catchpole Deshtap.